What's going on? You're listening to Pick 6, more like a special edition of Pick 6. I'm Nolan Kangas, joined alongside my buddy Jeff Wall, and always behind the glass is David Crosby. So we're not going to go through all of the usual you know, studs and duds, winners and losers, and kind of discuss the big moments uh, from Sunday and you know, obviously t- you know, tonight, Monday. We'll talk about that later in this week. We want to discuss what happened on Thursday. So November 14th, the fiasco in Ohio, whatever you want to call it. That was just a quick name, and it's probably uh, not going to stick. That wasn't very good. But the main takeaway from this game, and it was actually a pretty good win by the Browns. They were really good in that first half, and Baker Mayfield looked the part. And Nick Chubb, you know, didn't. Average a lot of yards on the ground, you know, per carry, but still, uh, 92 yards, and um, he reached, you know, a thousand yards on the year. Uh, Odell looked a little bit better, still a few drops here and there, but the main takeaway was the fight, right? Like that was a huge storyline, and I guess breaking it down a little bit, we kind of see Mason Rudolph throws the ball away. Uh, he was doing a lot of that in that game. He was terrible, but Miles Garrett. You know, defensive end for the Browns tackles him late and throws him down, and then we don't really see what happens too much until we see the replay. So, you know, obviously Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are kind of talking about it, and you know, Miles Garrett has Rudolph's helmet and then hits Rudolph over the head with you know that helmet, and then you have the whole you know obviously David DeCastro and Marquise Pouncey coming in and they're throwing Garrett to the ground, and then you see. Uh, uh, Larry Ogunjobi, the uh, defensive end or uh, sorry, defensive tackle for the Browns, and he just shoves Mason Rudolph right over. So we're going to discuss this and what happened and kind of moving forward with each of these teams and you know some of the players who are involved. So the main one, Miles Garrett, suspended indefinitely without pay. I-, I think he's kind of not earned the right to be called, but. He's sort of getting, uh, you know, the notion that he's a dirty player, which is kind of you don't want to hear that about a lot of players. I mean, you know, Vontez Perfect is, you know, the one we always think about when we think of a dirty player was a little bit of the Dominican Sue for uh, a short period of time there. But Garrett this year, three penalties that are 15 yards worth, two roughing the passers, one unnecessary roughness. He was fined fifty-two thousand dollars for three fines earlier in the year. Um, you know, kind of stemming from a face mask on Delaney Walker and then, you know, a couple hits on Trevor Simeon um, in that you know, blowout loss uh, by New York when uh, Cleveland actually looked okay. Now you have something like this where we don't know when he's going to be back. But, Jeff, I'll come to you first. You watch this, you know, this kind of ugly scene, really, in Cleveland. Miles Garrett, who's supposed to be known as a really nice guy, He's just walking off the field, and now we don't know when he's going to play next. Do you think that he should have been suspended indefinitely? Do you think the you know the penalty was too harsh? You don't think it was enough? Obviously, you know we really don't know what how long this fine could go on for, and how much money you know he's going to actually end up paying or losing for that matter. Or do you think maybe he should have just been suspended for a couple games? I think um, I think. The year, the rest of this year, was the right call for sure. I, I think what he did was crossing line a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I do think that he's an, a, clearly a very aggressive player. He plays, you know, not even to the whistle. Probably pa- you could say past the whistle, right? Where he just he goes at people. He, you know, and we see him. He seems like a great guy, nice guy, gentle giant kind of thing. But on the field, I think he's just another. He's just another beast. He's a different yeah. person almost. And I think. 
I think pretty clearly there was something else going on there that we don't know about yet. Um, and I think we can only speculate at this point. It looked like Mason Rudolph kind of kicked him actually there. Mm-hmm. He kind of gave him a low blow. Uh, so that would get a few people pretty pissed off, especially in the heat of the moment when, you know, you're so aggressive, you, you know, you want to hit the quarterback at all times. I think, you know, the act of swinging a man's helmet against against his head is definitely something the NFL doesn't want uh, to have on, on its product. So suspending for the year, I think, is fine. But I do think it's been a little bit overblown. I don't think, like, I mean... Okay, like they, they were saying, like, oh, he could he could have killed Mason Rudolph. He could have killed him. I mean, well, any hit in the NFL could kill you. Yeah. If we're if we're being honest about it, all these hits could definitely kill you if they hit right. But I don't know. I I think that suspending for the year is right. I don't. I think he's a star. I don't think you need to take him away. I don't think he's a terrible human being. So for that reason, I don't think you need to spend him forever. Yeah, and you know, with that being said. I think, you know, hitting him on the head was sort of the thing of, oh, the intent to injure. Clearly, he was trying to, you know, put Mason Rudolph on the ground. And you're right. You know, basically any hit or any uh, contact in this sport could kill you. Mason Rudolph was giving him a low blow. He was kicking him the whole entire time there in the groin, which is kind of, you just don't do that yeah. in, in, you know, any sport, uh, especially man on man. That's just, you know, uncalled for. You think about in, you know, most professional uh you know, boxing, MMA, and obviously you know this being an MMA guy, if you do a low blow, ooh, yeah. you're, you're getting written up, right? Like I, you're in the bad books for everyone. Yeah, and anybody, you know, like, you know, that's, that's the baby maker, right? You can't mess with that stuff, right? Like, you know, you, 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 don't, you don't touch that area. And anybody, you know, like who gets kicked there, you're going to get pissed off, right? Like, it's just, you know, it's kind of a pathetic thing to do. And I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm for some reason, I'm, I'm looking at Mason Rudolph this whole time and thinking yeah. like, this is the guy who really mess this up I think I think you know he's I mean every, you know Garrett's totally at fault for, for swinging his helmet at him but Mason Rudolph to me comes off worse to me in my eyes at least so David going on about Mason Rudolph I am I agree with Jeff I think there wasn't really a harsh enough penalty on Rudolph are you in the same boat 100% I could not believe that he didn't get suspended because this whole thing doesn't happen if he doesn't start it I mean I understand the frustration with him mm-hmm. and but listen he tried to rip Garrett's helmet off first and I think uh, you know that kind of sparked Garrett doing it back to him when he continued to pursue Garrett after the fact like Garrett said afterwards he made a mistake and I think in the heat of the moment Obviously, this was a huge mistake. It, it, no matter what, just like Baker Mayfield said at the end of the at the end of the game, that might have been Baker's highlight of the entire season so far. No matter what, that's unacceptable. You can't swing a helmet at another guy's head, especially in today's NFL when they're you know at least there's the illusion from the league that they care about player safety. To me, this is another example of going too far trying to protect the quarterback. Why is Mason Rudolph's health more important than Miles? Garrett is it because he plays quarterback he initiated the the this whole thing so for him not to get a suspension that's a joke I hate this in hockey as well where a guy who instigates something is often not the person who gets the more severe penalty it's the guy who overreacts to that instigation that gets penalized and I hate it frankly if I was Garrett I would be frustrated obviously he's going to try to fight the suspension from the league I don't think this deserved an enti- the rest of the season. Really? For me personally, I think that was a little bit much. Um, just listen, you talked about some of the, 
you know, the penalties he's taken in the season, but this is not a guy that's been suspended before. So to give somebody who isn't a repeat offender the True. the rest of the season, I think that's crossing the line, especially considering he didn't start this whole thing. Now, my initial reaction to it, I was in shock. I never thought I would see anything like this on a football field. I mean, you want guys to keep the intensity after the whistle, but you want the rough stuff to stop once the whistle blows, right? And I think the NFL is trying to send a message to the players. Listen, after the whistle blows, none of this can happen. We This is a black eye for the league, and I understand why they're reacting strongly. But like you said, that, that Mason Rudolph not getting a suspension that that sends the wrong message to me. That kind of shows quarterbacks, if you're pissed off and you want to take something into your own hands, we're not going to give you anything more than a fine. And the, all of these guys make plenty of money. That that teaches Rudolph no lesson to me. Yeah, I agree with that too. I, I, I kind of think that, you know, I mean, the, ki- the kick to the groin was cl- pretty clear. I think that's automatic, like, you know, clearly trying to, you know, that there's ill intent there for sure. Um, and I think, at least one game for that. But also, the, you know, it's kind of funny. If you watch the NFL Network, you look back at those Pittsburgh Steelers teams, those Oakland Raiders teams, they almost glorify those guys getting into fights, kicking each other in, yeah. in the groin. And, you know, even like the Raiders, like, are, I mean, they, they themselves are like fully proud of cheating, you know, wearing, you know, the, the casts and stuff like that and whacking guys on the head with it. Like, they literally glorify it. So, I mean, I think the NFL's got to pick its, pick its sides here. Yeah, you know the NFL is going to be using this on highlight reels for weeks, if not years to come from now on. And they are going to profit off this. Don't make any mistake about it. They might publicly condemn it, but I would imagine in the league's advertising office, they loved it because this is such a huge moment on a national stage on this rivalry between division opponents for them to be able to kind of pump up games in the future between them and these players. I want to go back to something I read over the weekend by Kevin Clark from The Ringer, and this was really interesting to me after I had some some time to digest it. This is a quote from Clyde Simmons, who was the defensive line coach uh, for Miles Garrett in Cleveland. This is his quote. There's an unspoken code in football in what you will allow someone to do to you. If somebody's out there cheap-shotting and playing dirty, you are the only person that's going to stop that. I think Miles Garrett is learning the ways, not of retaliation, but in making them understand, I'm not that guy. At some point, you have to stand up and say, I'm not taking that crap. So when you look back at that quote, this has been taught to Miles Garrett, that if another player is cheap-shotting you, you need to stand up for yourself and tell them, I'm not going to accept that, or the rest of the NFL is going to see that you're going to be pushed around. When To me, when you step back and you look at it from that and how violent a game football is, and you watch what Mason Rudolph did to Miles Garrett, grabbing him by the face mask and kicking him in the groin— you can kind of see why he snapped and why he made a mistake like he did. And that's why I think the rest of the season is too much. So I, I think the rest of the season, it might be an over... Well, I guess it's suspended indefinitely, right? So we don't know. It could go into next season, could go into the playoffs. You know, Barry of Cleveland somehow makes it. I thought six games made the most sense. And I know Stephen A. Smith for ESPN obviously said he wouldn't be surprised if Garrett got 14 games, which is absurd, right? Because 
We, you know, I mentioned before he's sort of getting this notion that he's might be a dirty player. The reason Burfitt got suspended the rest of the year is because this is just constant, right? He's just a jerk on the football field and everyone hates him. I, I think Mason Rudolph definitely deserved a game, right? Because you're right, like the, this was stemmed from him. He tried to pull the helmet off first, so Garrett said, well, whatever you can do, I'm going to do much better than you, buddy, and ripped it off completely. It's that hitting him to the head moment where it's putting it up a notch. And Antonio Smith, this is back in 2013, I believe, he was on the Texans' DN, smacks Richie Incognito in the head with a helmet. He got three games, right? So maybe if they kind of ruled, okay, Garrett, three games, you know, this is he's kind of been excessive this year. Let's add another four, and then... Maybe just because Mason Rudolph didn't have a helmet, you make it indefinitely. Like it just, it was so bizarre that way. Mason Rudolph definitely should have got a game. And if I'm being honest, Mason Rudolph after the game was an absolute, that was pathetic. The way he handled that, first of all, you're coming off a loss and you're coming off a game where you were the worst player on the football field, hands down. You were terrible. I think the way he should have handled it is just, you know, uh, my emotions got the best of me, blah, blah, blah. Clearly got the same way as Garrett. It's a, unfortunate that was the way that happened. Uh, I, I, you know, I re- regret stuff maybe I said or stuff I did. I, I know Miles probably feels the same way, and I know I'll talk to him, and hopefully stuff like this doesn't happen again. But then he goes, oh, you know, he, he's a coward. It, it, it just, first of all, you're a rookie who just came out of your worst game ever. And you're an embarrassment to the Pittsburgh Steelers organization after doing that. And now you're going to call someone out after you just got humiliated? That, to me doesn't make too much sense. And then you talk to Miles Garrett after he knows he made a mistake. He apologized. He, you know, released a statement coming forward. He did say after that, watch the film. So then, you know, not a lot of people knew. And then they said, oh, look what he was doing. Maybe something was said too. And we're never going to know that. I know Justina Anderson for ESPN said the same thing, saying, I know Miles is the nicest guy in the world. Mason must have said something. We're not going to go all the way, uh, uh, you know, off the rails and say what he said, what he didn't say. I know we can all infer he maybe he said, you know, something Miles wouldn't appreciate hearing. I I think Mason's suspension they got wrong. Miles is close if they made it six, and, and definitely if it ends up going into next season, that's a joke. I thought the Larry Ogunjobi he actually should maybe should have got more. The guy doesn't have a helmet on, and you're just going up. He's just complaining. And you just go and pump him and knock him. What are you doing? What are you proving? Right? I think he could have gotten more, whereas Marquise Pouncey, the three games may have been excessive. I think for him, he's defending his quarterback. It's almost like you mentioned hockey, the instigator. And, you know, Milan Lucic did that the other day. Obviously, uh, you know, a forward on the Calgary Flames, someone hit your goalie. That's a no no. You, you go and bully that guy in the corner and say, you do not touch my goaltender. And that's basically what he was doing here, right? You touch my quarterback, and especially the way Garrett did, you know, bringing the helmet down. Maybe some of those kicks after where Garrett's clearly down, the, the play's over, and he's just trying to get those late cheap shots in. Sure. I thought Pouncey should have been one to two games. So I think there was a little bit of messing up for sure in this situation. Yeah, I, I think Pouncey should have got one max. I think he, he went easy on Miles Garrett. If you think about what would have happened if this was in an opposing stadium as opposed to being in Cleveland, the NFL and both of these teams are lucky this didn't go even further because this could have gotten really, really ugly, especially if Cleveland was on the road. Listen, Marquise Pouncey, if he didn't stand up for his quarterback there— he would have gotten raked over the coals. That is his responsibility to stand up for his quarterback. And I think everything that he did was justified. I would have been fine with a huge fine that, you know, maybe the team could have paid for him under the table or something, right? But uh, getting three games for that, to me, that's a joke. He, I don't... 
a lot of people are going to disagree with this, but what he did was absolutely justified. And I don't think Garrett would have complained at all about Pouncey's response to what he did, right? So, I mean, yeah, in that case, it is a little bit interesting. Ogan Joby, I didn't mind the one game. He didn't shove him hard. I don't think he intended to injure him. It was more like a get the hell out of my face type of shove. Well, I do agree. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have been upset with two games. I was fine with one in that instance. I'd like to talk about how the frustration level got to this point and how much of this can kind of go back to blaming on the referees letting this game get out of control. I mean, when you look at some of the Steelers and Bengals games in the past, way too many times the refs have let the game get out of control. Um, And obviously, it it just gets worse as the game goes on. Guys are reacting to cheap shots. There was way too many cheap shots from Cleveland in that game. Headshots, not just the one that he got ejected for, but earlier in the game when there was that... um, Demarius Randall hitting Deontay Johnson. That was disgusting. Demarius Randall getting ejected. That was an absolute... That was a horrible hit. But earlier in the game, they got flagged again for uh, unnecessary roughness, a hit to the helmet. On the exact same play that uh, they flagged for the receiver being hit Rudolph actually got hit in the head on the exact same play they could have called two on one play the refs let that game get way out of hand there shouldn't have been but been an ejection in the first place when two helmet hits happened on the same play and then of course Randall stays in the game he could seriously injure that that Pittsburgh receiver that was a dangerous play so I can see why Rudolph's frustration level was even that much more because he got hit in the head earlier in the game and there wasn't even a penalty for it and obviously the frustration is going to boil over too when you're having you know as bad a game as he did but before we get out of here so obviously you know Crosby made his kind of statements about the suspensions Jeff, you know, you look at the Miles Garrett definitely pouncy three games, Ogunjobi one game, and Miles Rudolph a thirty-five thousand dollars fine. Where is right and where is wrong in these, uh, you know, penalties? I think Ogunjobi's right. I think it's kind of like you know, it was like why why are you pushing Rudolph in that scenario? Like he wasn't threatening in that moment right there. I know. I think he was pumped up. I think he was just like frustrated, like the moment, like you know, and like you said, like so many cheap shots in the game. I think the motions got the best of Ogunjobi. I think a one game suspension's probably right. Um... I think Pouncey, man, like, look, I got to be honest with you. I just, I don't like babying quarterbacks. I can't stand it. I can't stand how this league babies quarterbacks. I, whether whether it's linemen protecting them, like, come on. They're all grown men. They can all stand up for themselves. I don't care. Everybody's bigger and smaller. Everybody can fight off somebody else. I just I just think it's ridiculous. And I think, you know, and, and look, you guys just gave two great examples. You know, all, all um, Antonio Smith on, on incognito and then Pouncey on Garrett. It just seems like there's way less of a reaction when any of the the violence is enacted on on a lineman or a non quarterback. Mm. And I just think that's unfair. I, I think Pouncey probably you know he should have gotten uh, a, like you know maybe three four games honestly because he was throwing punches at the head of Miles Garrett. So I thought I thought he should have gotten a bit more in my opinion. And that's a that's a good point too. Just you know that it's a quarterback like Rudolph, and I'm trying to remember another one. We'll have to look back, David, if you can uh, kind of look back. There's also, um, what was it, Cortland Finnegan? Cor- and- that was just what I was going to mention. Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson, and one, the helmet was being swung around, and Andre Johnson went and pumped him on the ground. I I, I think it was one game each. I don't even think it was. Uh, no, again, it wasn't long at all. That, that was, you know, what, 2012 maybe? That was years ago, and the game has changed. But I do agree with you to a point. Seeing some of these roughing the passer penalties where it's an absolute joke doesn't really make sense to me. Moving forward, let's go Pittsburgh. I can't see them making the playoffs now. I know we talked a little bit about it last time saying, hey, their schedule is kind of favorable. Their defense is playing really well. 
if Mason Rudolph is your quarterback moving forward, this offense is terrible. I, I can't see them making a postseason run, and there's no way Mason Rudolph, to me, will ever start you know, a, a game again in the NFL as long as Big Ben gets healthy. Are, are we all kind of agreeing there? Oh, yeah. I think he might play out the string this season. I mean, I was surprised to see Pittsburgh was not one of the teams uh, watching yeah. Colin Kaepernick's workout this week because that is a team that has went all in this season and would have every reason to go get a quarterback that would give them a better chance to win than Mason Rudolph. Listen, I think the long-term ramifications of not just this event but that game – I think both these teams are guaranteed to miss the playoffs at this point. Uh, Cleveland, you could argue, they're missing their best player for sure. this season for the rest of the year. Pittsburgh, they're devastated now with Pouncey out for three games. Who knows when Deontay Johnson's going to be able yeah. to retake the field. Juju Smith-Schuster had to leave that game as well after taking a hit to the head. Like This team was already talent-starved offensively. They're going to be in huge trouble if either of those two guys misses any amount of time. This is a, a ter- the worst-case scenario for yeah. both of these teams. Really, this was a loss for both teams, and I think... They're they're basically guaranteed to both miss the playoffs at this point. Now, I'd just like to go back quickly to Andre Johnson and Cortland Finnegan. Uh, anybody who hasn't seen that, go back and look up that clip because it's surprisingly similar to this situation. They were each fined $25,000. No suspension either What? $25,000 each. That was uh, November 2010. Oh, my... Yeah, okay, now the NFL's got to go look. So now you have situations like this where it's a clear fight on the field between a receiver and a defensive back where helmets are being ripped off and trying to be you know, thrown at each other. $25,000. Fast forward to 2013, you know, Antonio Smith uh, you know, directly to the head of Incognito, three games, and now to this, spending indefinitely? It, it, you know, you're right, Crosby. It should be lowered. Like, it, if it's for the rest of the regular season, okay. You're making a statement. No more shenanigans on the field or whatever. But, you know, if he ends up getting into next year, that's pathetic to me. You're right. I don't think Cleveland will make the playoffs anymore. I think they can maybe get to 8-8, eight and eight, actually. But I just think there's too many other, you know, horses in the race here. Pittsburgh, you're right. Maybe they should have made a run at Kaepernick because, you know, who's the answer? Not Mason Rudolph. Duck Hodges? I doubt it. Yeah, I'd like to ask a question here. Should the NFL institute after the whistle automatic suspensions at this point if after the whistle you throw a punch it's one game if you you know have a certain set of rules and let the players know this is not going to be acceptable anymore after the whistle if there is you know unnecessary roughness after the whistle this is your fine if you throw a punch this is your fine I think some clarity would really be appreciated from not just the players but fans to know what to expect because like you said, when looking back at this suspension, it seems like this is entirely based off that it was violence against a quarterback. That's all I see here. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And, and you know, and that would go a long way, you know, getting the exact fines for roughing a player, for throwing punches, for, you know, swinging a helmet, swinging an object kind of thing. All that stuff, you know, even, you know, we've seen like James Harrison a while back, like threw someone on the ground, like, or actually I think that was a fan. But either way, I mean, like we, whenever you see these kind of things, I think you're totally right. It has to be specific. So it's clear and obvious that the NFL is not bringing their bias in, into it. Yeah, no, I... If it's after the whistle, I think it depends what it is, and obviously everything should be reviewed. You don't know what someone's going to say to you on the field, and if you just jab them, first of all, you're probably hurting yourself more by going open, you know, just closed fist at a face mask. 
So if they go, oh, instant suspension right after that, that to me makes no sense. You know, basically through using your helmet as a weapon, technically, sure. And, you know, if you're kicking someone on the ground, blah, blah, blah. And we remember the AJ Green and Jalen Ramsey fight where it was just fists being thrown right on the ground. That's another situation. But you also got like the, um, I think it was like a keep to leave. And, and, and Crabtree. Kel- and Crabtree. I think there was Kelsey too, like to jab someone in the eyes yeah. at one point, like that kind of stuff. Like that, I mean, that's for, to me, like that, going for somebody's eyes, that's bad. That's like gone for the year. Like, I think if the NFL wants to make a statement, make a statement about like serious bodily harm going to any other player because that's malicious intent. So, that, that is what I mean is something should be if they go instant suspension and they go, oh, okay, this guy was trying to poke someone's eye out, suspended indefinitely. But if it's like, oh, he just jabbed him, open palm, all right, no, here's a $10,000 fine, blah, blah, blah. One thing interesting to note here is that Jay Glazer apparently had set up an interview with Miles that. Garrett for this past weekend, and the Cleveland Browns decided not to let Garrett to do it, uh, allow Garrett to do it, excuse me. I'm going to be really interested to see where Garrett's petition against this suspension goes and whether more information comes out of whether Mason Rudolph said something or we get to hear Miles Garrett's perspective on getting kicked in the groin and having yeah. his helmet ripped off. I've heard a couple people say his hit was too late. To me, it wasn't too late. He he was already heading at the quarterback. He eased up on Miles Garrett. It's not like he shoved him or threw him to the ground. He almost wrapped him up and brought him to the ground with him. I thought he eased up big time on Rudolph on that hit, and that's why I didn't really understand why Rudolph got so frustrated, but I really hope at some point we get to hear Miles Garrett's side of the story. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we did, because I know Jay Glazers and Miles Garrett are kind of buddies, and I, I believe Miles Garrett works out at the gym, and I've, you know, you've heard Glazer before, which is kind of makes sense is uh, the quickest hands in the NFL is Garrett, because you can see when he's practicing MMA that he's that like quick, and it's scary seeing a guy like that in the uh in the ring but you know like uh, wrapping it all up guys as we get out of here obviously it's just a quick special we'll talk to you guys later in the week as well the situation was ugly was it entertaining a little bit you know will we see more stuff like this happen probably not just because of the penalties that were laid down if anything else happens and if these suspensions, you know, if Pouncey goes down to a game or Garrett goes six games or Rudolph ends up getting a game, we'll obviously update you guys on Twitter. But thanks again for tuning in to Pick 6. We'll see you guys sometime later this week.